0: You're listening to Fresh Take. You are
1: listening to the Fresh Take Network. What it is, what it do. Welcome to Fresh Take. It is one of my favorite shows of the year it is the year in review podcast we have our staple Devin seal we have a newcomer this year although not a newcomer for a lot that follow me when we do these pods and talk about sports the one and only peter klein hello hello kind of funny i did Peter solid by going on and doing hit the flames pod right after holiday and now peter's coming on our show right after holidays. the way somehow things worked
0: out
2: yeah not not even uh back in canada 24 hours but uh but here yeah. we are but so i'm i'm nice and and rested and uh reinvigorated after the the last week out in mexico uh just before we get started just uh, an interesting sports year in
1: 2022 this was the first year and i'm using finger quotations so those that are gonna be watching us on youtube will understand this but uh the first year back to being normal uh, i would say this year having full crowds getting that atmosphere
2: yeah yeah it was um i mean like we we kind of pretended that the pandemic was over for some of the other sports and then we didn't pretend that it was over from some of the other ones um but no that this was the first like full like start to finish where it was like yes we are back. Um, so it, it does have kind of a, a bit of a, a normal feel to it. And it's it's interesting to even go back and think where we were as a sports world, but just as the world in, genu- uh, in general, back to, to January. It, it's crazy how progressed would be a lovely way of looking at it. Maybe yeah. just forgot or quit giving a shit would be another way of looking at it.
1: Well, yeah, as wrestling fans, Peter, you look at this Tokyo Dome show coming up uh, on January 4th, right? It's the cheering sections, right, that are being laid out for this Tokyo Dome. And some fans are allowed to do some stuff, and they're not, as Japan has obviously been the most cautious out of anything uh, as far as letting COVID in. And that kind of brings us all the way back to the years, the Olympics, which going into this year in review, I think this is the least impactful Olympic year ever. Like, it didn't seem like this, it, I don't know, for whatever reason, Maybe it's because these athletes didn't get to train enough, but just zero impact that these Olympic games really made. All respect to the athletes and everything they did, but it didn't seem like there was as much of an impact as we normally get from the Winter Games.
2: Well, I, I think it's a couple of reasons. One, the the Japan Olympics ended like 45 minutes before these ones started. Like when yeah. we had a bit of a, a weird thing going on there. So um, I, I think we were kind of olympic out. And also, I, I do think that we... like it was, it probably wasn't as big of the the coverage as some people would have wanted with the, the World Cup in Qatar. But I, yeah. I do think that there is a bit of a, hey, no, fuck this place when it comes to things like China and Qatar with the, the World Cup yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I do think that that kind of, um, that that kind of bled into like, no, you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to it because I don't want to like go along with things that are in China or Qatar right now.
1: Yeah, I know, Dev, you were like that uh, for the soccer side of
0: things this year absolutely you gotta put your money where your mouth is yeah
1: so we uh so we'll get started here we had scott roblin for the longest time on here and now he is moving on to ctv and we have an embargo yes or no not going to confirm or deny that so he won't be joining us we were lucky to have michaela last year so uh very happy to have peter on here so peter how this works is we kind of go among uh these awards some uh we may have a little bit of a conversation with others we're just going to kind of breeze through and i will let you have the honors to start us off so we will be starting off with best breakthrough athlete last year uh dev you had max from f1 and i i think that proved out that- max verstappen as for stappen yeah uh, and i had yeah. micah parsons uh last year i think both of those definitely were breakout level stars this year uh peter as uh, the uh the newbie to this uh, annual tradition, we're doing this for the fifth year this year. Um, where are you going for best breakthrough athlete for 2022?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, a bit of a hipstery sports pick right, right off the bat. Uh, it, it's going to be much more the, the, the traditional North American stuff off the for the rest of it. But uh, I'm going to go Erling Holland for uh, Man City. Uh, I think it's 17 goals and 14 matches for them so far this year. Um, he has just taken the Premier League by storm. And for one of the, the top clubs over in England. Um, that there's obviously been some here stateside as well, but I, I just look at impact on top teams, and he is just like completely dominated so far, overshadowed by some World Cup, but I think Holland out in Man City is the, the way I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah, and Man City's definitely taken another. I mean, believe they won the 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 cup this year. Uh, had a great year in Man City, and he's a big reason why. So saw a pick there. Dev, where are you going? Kale McCarr. Kel McCarr.
0: A don't one. tell our
1: broadcaster from the dogs about this. I mean, he <laughs> might, he
0: might show up on this list a few times, but uh, you know, we talked about some of these big sporting events, not working out or, or lacking a lot of pizzazz. And I think the Stanley Cup playoffs this past season definitely had a lot of pizzazz uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, especially without, you know, a Sidney Crosby type player. So uh, great to have kind of a future star to build on. I've already started seeing him in, various commercials he's probably on three or four different betting commercials already so uh, he's got to be a future star he's already on one of those
1: yeah that's uh that is some solid ones i uh there's a lot of uh people that have broke out this year we've had a one of the most solid nba rookie classes i think i ever can remember uh and i think there's guys in there that i want to pick as breakthrough but they may just be next year guys like paulo ben Men um, Matherin. For example, I mean, Lord knows the Pacers and all the Canadians on that team have uh, definitely made uh, a breakout this year, but I'm going to, go to the NFL. I'm going to go to Sauce Gardner, who completely mm. turned around a Jets defense. I don't think it's even a question that he's going to win uh, the uh, NFL Rookie of the Year, and he is getting to Rivas Island levels uh, as a cornerback. You look at that Jets team, and as we're recording this now, maybe not looking like a playoff team, but... This is a guy that, and I think it kind of fits the mold you guys were talking about with Holland and Makar. This is a guy that, come next year, he's going to be in all the commercials. This guy, how he hasn't done anything with Hot Ones yet, I am shocked by. But he <laughs> will be in the Franks commercials, Heinz, whatever you name it. Soft Gardner will be up on that level.
2: Well, yeah, you, you look at like the, the New York media, like just yeah. giant behind him. Um, like we, we've turned Eli Manning into a television superstar. So yeah. I, I think that New York behind sauce is going to be quite the thing.
1: Next up, we have future star. And to me, I think going into the draft next year, there's, there's two choices you can really make in this. And one is from the NBA and one is from the NHL. And you can't go wrong with either one of them. I'm going to go to the NBA side with Victor Wampanyama, who, uh, as we're recording this again, uh, Peter, your Raptors. is like, hey, maybe go into the bar and give him a drink. Just be <laughs> like, hey, we may want to hang out a little bit. And just, you know, we just want to talk. Nothing serious. Yeah. We just want to talk right now. But that's where the, the Raptors are as we're recording this right now. Uh, this kid is absolutely ridiculous. I, I have not seen a player have been showcased off the way that he has probably since lebron this guy was literally on the nba league pass uh mm-hmm. as he was going against scoot the second overall projected pick right now but it's just like zion mixed with Dur- uh mixed with durant mixed with Giannis, mixed with Jokic. i have never that i think it's the the alien nickname is apropos for this kid because i have never seen anything like this it, it it's unbelievable you obviously worry um about, you know, the legs and everything like that, like we saw with Chet Holmgren uh, in the uh, Summer League this year. But this is as sure a bet you're going to have. And I know every, you know, five years in the NBA, we seem like, oh, we're going to have the next LeBron because we had the Durant class. Then we had Anthony Davis and then Zion. And this is the next level. But I think he is at that level. When you talk about a guy that's going to completely change the page of the NBA, you look at some of the franchises you could go to, uh, if he goes to Detroit, you have know, Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, game changer. If he falls to the Raptors and has like Nick Nurse there, if Orlando with Paulo and Wagner there, I could go to the Spurs if he gets even a year with Popovich, complete game changer. Uh, just this guy is going to be the NBA in a handful of maybe even two, a year. So I'm going to go Victor Wamayama.
0: Great choice. Dev? Uh, I, I guess I'll go with a bit of a theme here. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, Jason Robertson for the Dallas stars. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, just kind of burst onto the scene specifically this year with, with, his points, right. With his goal scoring. Um, he's brought a lot of attention, uh, being that he's, uh, you know, a, a Filipino descent, you know, how they love their sports. And, uh, it's just nice having, uh, it's having classic solid hockey players to 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 watch on tv
2: Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely Um,
2: and i I think the whl is going to provide another one of those i'm going to go with Connor bedard um like he he's just he's unbelievable the the stuff that he's doing in the whl uh the first western league player to to get the exceptional player status wherever he ends up like you already have teams kind of tanking for him um he he is the victor Wembanyana of the the nhl right now like he is going to to be the next one he doesn't look like a created player from like nba live 2004 where like when manana looks like he would be able to guard Shaq one day and iverson the next yeah but um for, for Connor bedard like he is he is the next one i do want to give an honorable mention to to sarah filier kind of lost in the winter olympics early on but she was 23 years old yeah and had um over a point per game for canada she just kind of felt like the next one but Connor bedard is, is my pick here
1: so last year, Devin went with Connor Bernard. uh Michaela, who all oh, kind of makes sense now. I think this was an inside job, who works for the Stampeders. Uh, she picked the Phil Potts. And I picked oh, okay. uh, Paolo Paulo Bancaro last year. Uh, best comeback. So this is uh, normally in roots of. Um, I guess you can go either way in this. Where, where do we normally go with this, Dev? We normally go with
0: player, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to define a. A most valuable player. It's like Apex Mountain on Bill Simmons' rewatchables. I'm whatever you want to choose. Like, what, what are we going to do? Like, delete your delete your vote, strike it from the record. <laughs> yeah, I, I normally go. I think this is more of an athlete. So, best comeback athlete, Dev uh well we just had a really cool event happen the last couple days and a lot of people saying that this person was done they should just go over to america uh i'll stretch the definitions of comeback a little bit but it's Lionel Messi
2: okay no that's a good one like def- definitely coming that's back to i don't want to even say relevance because he's I mean, 400 billion people know who he is but well, when he lost uh, the saudi but... arabia
1: team right he was done he was o- it was yeah. over
2: yeah, coming back to that, like, grand thing, like, to, to go from, yeah, maybe you should go play into MLS to <laughs> being the undisputed goat in the span of uh, a few weeks is a, a pretty impressive comeback.
0: Well, just to the, the way that PSG works in La Liga and, and them as a Champions League squad and, and you know, him leaving Barcelona over his best days behind him and, and where's his next move or so, like, just hold my beer. Uh, I'm I'm still the best player in the world. Yeah. it's a very
2: good one. Peter? Mine didn't have quite the ending of winning the World Cup and establishing yourself as the greatest of all time. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to say Tiger Woods at the Masters. Uh, 14 months after a car crash where it looked like he wasn't going to be able to walk again like to a tuesday where it didn't look like he was going to be able to walk again and then he goes out there and golfs um he he is never going to be tiger woods in capital letters ever again but to, to get back out there and to be able to play competitively we all saw what that car looked like after he crashed it, it it's a pretty impressive comeback for him so i'm gonna go with tiger
1: yeah that's a good one and then even watching him with his son this week was really cool uh Mike's kind of close to devs in a way of this guy was counted out and then he came back and won a championship. And that is Steph Curry. Uh, everyone was saying that the, you know, I remember there was conversations I was having with people that year that the Warriors didn't make the bubble and Dame was going off and saying, well, Dame's the best shooter. Dame's the most clutch. Steph is done. The Warriors will never win a championship again. They're done. It's, oh, it's kind of a sense of warriors slash Steph, and just the way that they came back, and even when the playoffs started, they were not favored to have a chance. You know, you had the Suns in there. People really liked Memphis being a sneaky team in there. And then Steph just came along and shot the lights out, won a finals MVP, and now we're having conversations if he's a top-ten player of all time.
2: Yeah. Yeah that's a that, that's a great call um like for for someone who like you said it kind of seemed like yeah the the Warriors it, it's done and then for them to come back and for him to be so dominant he's going to come up again later I'm assuming um oh, yeah. for him to be as good as he was that that that's a pretty impressive one as well yeah
1: so biggest list bad best transaction this year we had the worst transaction uh the biggest transaction this year there was uh, a lot I, I think the NBA probably the first year that it didn't really have one. The NBA always seems to have those splashy ones. Uh, So I really look at the NHL or the, uh, I mean, baseball, we're having some right now. I think if Aaron Judge had maybe have gone to the Giants, I would have maybe had led to this, but he got boring and just went back to the Yankees. Um, There was a few baseball ones that even just happened recently, I was considering. But to me, the biggest and the best one right now is probably Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. And just you get the best receiver in football. You give away a number one pick where – give away number one picks because they don't stay in the team anyways. You might as well do that. And maybe, you know, the team's record isn't as best as it can be, and that's a discussion for Peter and I another day of where the thing is. But it hasn't hurt his growth. He has better numbers than he did with the Packers last year and is showing that he's either the first or second best receiver in the entire league, maybe up with Justin Jefferson there. But for the Packers to give a guy like that away to a Raider organization that will have quarterback conversations this offseason, he will be the most interesting piece for you to get an attractive quarterback at any range that you want to go with. Uh, So that's where I'm going to go for the biggest one is Devontae Adams to the Raiders.
0: Biggest, best, worst, or is it just biggest? It's uh,
1: biggest slash best. Oh.
0: I was tired between two give me some inspiration. I want to hear what you have
2: to say. Okay, uh, go. I'm going to go. It didn't necessarily work out the way they would have wanted it to this year, but I'm going to say one soda to the Padres. Um, mm. When you get a player, when you get a player compared to Ted Williams, and then that player gets traded, um, yeah. that, that, that just seems massive. And so That's while it didn't one. get the Padres to one. the promised land, it's inspired them to say Alexander Bogarts for the rest of his earthly life. And that they, they yeah. are, that they are going to be, I think, an interesting team next year and to, to lock that kind of player in for a long time um, and make that kind of acquisition is, I think like, it's just not something that happens all the time.
0: That's a really good pick. That was a really big one. Yeah. yeah I'm still on that. I'm still on
1: that one. <laughs> uh, the honorable mention I had was the flames double header of, well, the triple head. Uh, the, yeah. The, of getting Huberto, Uyghur and as Kadri, and if I would have done this pod five games in the NHL season you would have agreed to that but we're not five <laughs> in the NHL season and Peter doing everything he does talking about the Flames now that trade well it you know changed the fortunes of the Flames and as far as being having the worst off season, it hasn't worked out the way it has and you can listen to Peter break that down all the way but uh, that was one I had debated because that changed the NHL's team's off season completely around
2: yeah, uh, it, it might have made it for me, except uh, of the teams that were involved in that, so the Flames, the Panthers, and the Blue Jackets, as we record here today, a grand total of none of them are in a playoff spot right now. Um, <laughs> so it, it just kind of sucked for everyone a little bit.
1: Yeah, the Juan Soto one is really, really good. I, like I said, I think the, the Redone one, I want to see how that plays out, because that was one I was tempted to pick just to solidify our Yankees rotation. Uh, that was a really big pickup, and the Xavier Borgards one could be one. Is you know, you're talking about a Padres team to kind of mount on what you guys are saying that has one Soto Xavier Borgards and people forget, like, I mean, whenever I see people talk about the story, they're not talking about the fact they have Fernando Tatis as well, right? Because I, I know he was gone with the suspension and everything like that, so that was uh rather big, and I think even you know, the, the way the pitching has been going around the National League right now, throughout the Dodgers and the Mets, and Dodgers getting uh Cinder the other day. And then the Mets getting Verlander baseball definitely has no shortage of high news for big teams, except for uh, our blue Jays, Peter.
2: Oh, uh, they got Bassett. It, it wasn't yeah, the Bass big, the, bad, the yeah. big land, but I mean, it, it solidified the pitching staff, but no, this has been the best baseball offseason in years. Yeah, it has. Uh, All right. Well, hey, I want to
0: jump in. I want to jump in for a second. If this is proven to be true, Cristiano Ronaldo going to the Saudi Arabia club for like 250 million a year. If that happens in the next uh, 11 days or 12 days, (laughs) that's my answer.
2: Okay, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Best coach, Peter. Uh, I'm going to go Dusty Baker. I don't know if he did the best job coaching this year, but it was the best story for a coach this year. I thought um, getting that Houston Astros team who everyone hated to somehow make even a morsel of them be somewhat likable. uh was impressive enough, but to, to be able to get that team to the promised land, obviously a ton of talent, but they've also lost a ton of talent over the last little while. And uh, for, for him to finally get his due, I've never been the biggest fan of his, but I, I think that it kind of got to the point where he was so overrated. He became underrated and everyone's yeah. like, Oh, he's overrated. He's overrated. We kind of forgot. I ah, see. He's, he's pretty good. Um, so I, I don't know if like we were to, to go the, the grand total of every coach this year. Did he do the best job? I don't know, but he won the world series. He he finally got over that hump. I, I think he deserves a bit of recognition for the job he did.
1: Yeah. I was debating him. I wanted to go with Sean McVay, but unfortunately mm-hmm. for him a super bowl is great but then the rest of the season happened and so yeah. that unfortunately took away steve kerr has such a great legacy and he won so much but i i kind of went down the same road you did peter i went with dusty as well and for a lot of the reasons you said too i mean number one just to have uh them with the win the world series and to be
0: like well i'm happy for dusty <laughs> is uh, i think pretty valuable deb yeah uh my choice is eric Ten Hag from. Uh... Manchester United. He was the the first guy to have the cojones in order to uh, to bench Ronaldo. Uh, it led to him wanting. It led to an amicable split with him leaving the club. So it's it's someone who's standing up to a giant in the industry. That's pretty wow. big. Yeah, pretty big. That's that's a great call.
1: Uh, by the way, going back. um two last year for best transaction. Michaela and I, uh, with the biggest oopsie daisy of all time, we said the bulls off season. <laughs> did Ooh. not age good. That aged oh. like milk. That did not age good. And then best coach last year, Dev, you went with Daryl Sutter. That did not age terrific at mm. this point. Uh, and I went with Monty Williams last year, which you gotta love the job oh, that nice. he actually did do. Uh, Okay, now we're going to get a little bit fun for a little
0: bit here. Uh, we're going to go with best mascot, Devin. What? Why are you throwing this? Uh, I guess it'd be gritty, wouldn't it? Like, it not, only, not only is he, like, basically iconic within a few years, but... An it was an Abbot Elementary this year? It, it might be, right? Like, like, the thing's ubiquitous now to, like... Like, other than Harvey the Hound... Like what's another what's another hockey mascot? Like, yeah, there's a few in basketball wild Wayne, talk the shark. About. Is there sh- but do you know, do you actually know of like the shark mascot though? Like what he looks yeah, like? Well, you sharky. Know, of course we've- He's sharky. It's sharky. That's yeah. terrible. I the-
2: know. The thing I know him the most for is he was repelling from the ceiling one time and it got stuck. So there's just yeah. a video of the the shark hanging up in the thing, just like, get me down. And from that's like here. wild like, wing with the that's fire, out. right, Peter?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Actually, I, mean, it was wild, I, I do have a vote. I, mean, yeah. I, this, I do have a vote. It's the BYU Cougars mascot who's doing the push ups on yes, knack <laughs> tables. Uh, just give him the crown for the last like month of the season. BYU football, crazy.
1: I wanted to kind of do mascot slash halftime because I wanted to find something to do, give Red Panda because she's the best. She makes any league anytime you get league pass and you get Red Panda on, you're happy. But I wanted to get the mascot shine. I'm gonna go local. Uh, I don't go with Harvey because he got voted the worst mascot by some idiot association when he's the original mascot it's specifically in the NHL and I think in professional sports Harvey is so I'm just going to go very simple here and just give it to good old Harvey, but the BYU one good good point there.
2: I have to agree with the survey I I think Harvey is a dreadful mascot, I know I do Uh, a lot of stuff like covering the flames. Yeah when when that thing got covered in mud in the, the flood in 2013 yeah. it should have stayed there like that <laughs> it, it's just it has nothing to do with the team whatsoever it's a thousand years old like it just uh it needs a, a new coat of paint i think if, i may or may not
1: range. be doing this because harvey may or may not be my cousin oh okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> well apologies i'm sure your cousin's lovely i know but yeah, wonderful i mean, job, but...
1: i've always wondered too when there's who had the fox? I think it was the hitman had a fox for a while. And I was like, I think why they did they do they have a fox? I'm like, just get someone to dress like Bret Hart. It's the easiest yeah. thing to do. Um,
2: okay. Well, while we're sticking local, uh, because I did not have an answer written down for this. Um, I- I'm going to go with the honey badger that the roughnecks have. Uh, oh, there's a good honey one. honey badger, honey badgers are fucking phenomenal. And yeah. I-, I think that they should be represented more in sports. So go honey badger.
1: There you go. Uh the
2: best jersey, Peter. I'll let you take this one on. To me, this was, um, this was a no-brainer i didn't know if we were going like just best jerseys overall or best new one for 2022 best new one. Best new one, but yeah. it didn't matter because the answer is the same for both it is the white Sox city uniforms the, oh, yeah, the nice. black ones with the white pinstripes and the like just what they wore like it just i mean it looked stupid as fuck when tony la Russa was wearing them but aside from that um what the the white Sox were rocking like the, those are second to none among all jerseys ever they are so good yeah, those ones are wow. very good. That's,
0: those one. it's it's those city those city connect jerseys have really the best thing that, I can, that Nike could do is make a jersey that everyone talks about, and the second best thing they could do is make a jersey that everyone wants to wear, and they did both with that jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even when we look back at the the Washington Nationals, uh, the the uh, the cherry blossoms, how it's rolled over into the WNBA team, the NBA team. Like I, I love the idea of continuity in cities. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. not my answer, but. The City Connect jerseys, even if we look back at the Red Sox one, the yellow and blue, like just whether or not you hate them or not, it's just want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Well, Dev, you stole mine. Mine is the Cherry Blossom Wizards one. They need to make those the jerseys. They are they should not work. But it's the originality of not really having pink. And I've you know, I've watched more Wizards basketball than I want because they're on the East Coast. And sometimes it's a game you have to watch when you're watching League Pass. Those jerseys are phenomenal. So Kuzma pulls it off better than anybody somehow. Kuzma just pulls <laughs> off that pink jersey so fantastic. But and going down too to have the shorts and having the cherry blossoms around the shorts, even as someone that's a Laker fan, I would love to just have those shorts. They're so perfect and the originality, right? Because we have so some so many teams have such the same color scheme, right? All of a sudden now everyone's having baby blue. All of a sudden like every team has to have a baby blue jersey or every team has to have this this type of jersey it's so nice to have a unique level jersey that the Wizards have with the pink and there's not a lot of other good things going on for the Wiz this year so to see that Cherry Blossom jersey is so nice and I really think and hope and they did a good job too bringing back their uh the old Jordan Gilbert Arenas era Wizards jerseys I love those I wanted to go with the Motor City Pistons because I like that one as well but I'm going with Cherry Blossom Wizards they're good but Peter's yours is good as well with the White Sox definitely
0: well there's one answer hmm. it's the japanese football team first jerseys the samurai blue like come on oh, those are
1: good oh you're talking about the world yeah. Cup? yeah
0: yeah the world cup jerseys like to the point where i had told josh if they had won in the off chance that they actually did win i would have bought one the next day
2: yeah yeah the, those were those were slick i liked those a lot that was that's a good call
1: those are very good. Um, we
2: go to best sound bites
1: of uh, 2022. Dev,
0: you're asking a guy who's googling these things as we talk about them to to fi- to figure that out. You got to just put me at the end, buddy. <laughs>
1: uh, I think I, to me, it's the one that I got to talk to Peter about. When we were doing the show live, uh, Jacob Markstrom, I suck at hockey
2: right now. <laughs> it's, That's a good one.
1: It's, it's going to be replayed over and over. I, 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 I didn't mind the one with Kate uh, Upton and Justin Verlander at the World Series kind of saying that she's the boss of where his career goes uh, and taking shade at some other players. But Jacob Markstrom being uh, so self-resident uh, on, on himself and just saying, I suck at hockey right now and getting to read that live as we have people coming in on the live feed and asking what's going on with the flames right now. And just Markstrom coming in and saying, I suck at hockey. I think that's when that's going to start. And you've seen it through it. You know, the flames have had this past five games and Markstrom has been better. And people, you know, you still see people quoted. and It's been three weeks now. I'm so like, he didn't suck tonight. Maybe he, maybe you should focus on this instead of sucking at hockey. Even when he put an engagement photo up, people use that quote against him.
2: So that quote seemed to have stayed. So I'll go with that one. That's a that's a really good one. Um, I went more the the broadcast way. Um, I, I guess that's how I am. Um, yeah. but when the the Phillies took the lead back from the Padres in the NLCS on mm. Bryce Harper's two run home run. That's a good um, one. Um, Joe, I, I think Joe Davis is his name. Yeah. It's his first, it's his first year being the guy for Fox baseball. And the the call was uh, it's a two-run home run to give him the league. And it was Harper, the swing of his life. And it was just like, there's no way you can prepare like, hey, if he hits a two uh, run home run in the eighth inning, go ahead. This is what I'm going to say. Like, it was just like it was such an in the moment thing. It was just like so perfect. And it's one of those like timeless ones that will live on forever. So that's what I went with.
1: Yeah, That's a good one. That's a really good. And to to the point, you know, and Simmons and Russillo and a few other shows, they called out that call specifically. So, you know, you have a special call when that happens. Yeah. Dev, you ready to go now?
0: Uh, it's like oh, hockey's pretty up there. I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can interpret that message, uh, but it does really stand out. So, I'll, I'll yeah. go. I'll go with the easy way out. Devin, gonna put you on the spot.
1: Best broadcaster might have two eligible right now.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, well, Dick Vitale coming back's yeah. a pretty big deal. Uh, but best sportscaster. Um, i don't know like you're 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 asking like i watch sports all day like you guys do um you know you, you gotta skip me again i'm sorry man
1: you were this close to picking peter and i felt it
0: <laughs> i you know i the problem is i had to, i would have had to choose one of you and i don't want to do that
1: uh okay i'm just forget i I had it written down here but i'm going with the uh, the hornets play-by-play this guy is the best he brings uh, him or stacy king the bulls uh uh color guy they're both just add such as added atmosphere when you're calling games um it's so great and the problem is with a lot of these nba league pass teams you're getting a lot of biased guys like orland uh atlantis is really bad all respect i know we're in canada the raptors can be really bad at times as well although i i do mainly jack can be a little bit rough at times but uh yeah, I'm going to go with the Charlottes uh, play-by-play broadcast. I'm just uh, – Eric Collins, who is really just fantastic. And whenever you listen back to the NBA Top 10 on, on YouTube, even if you don't have league Pass, you're going to find Eric Collins on there. I didn't want to go with the mainstream one this year. I wanted to kind of find a, a local guy because those guys do such a good job. So I'll go with uh, Eric Collins.
2: Um, I'm going to go with uh, Pat McAfee, who um. uh, I think like just – continues to take the world by storm uh whether whether it's his podcast that got like a 300 million dollar deal um with wrestling he had Brock Lesnar on his show he got to wrestle in Wrestlemania he was the main guy on Smackdown until he got a job on college game day um like he is just all over the place and uh, I think is just like completely dominating the sports media landscape in a way that no punter ever should be able to
1: Stay tuned when we do the wrestling show. That's all I'll say for my <laughs> stuff. But Pat McAfee could still be coming up for that a lot. But he was someone I considered too. Uh, Dev.
0: Oh man, uh, now I just gotta pull something out of my ass. Let's go with the old standby, Gus Johnson. Gus, yes. he was <laughs> vaping today. He was vaping. <laughs> oh, during the broadcast. That's why. That's why he's in my head. I did see that clip. He's like watching. He's like watching live stats or something and pulling out yeah. fat drags.
1: If I had if I had the over under for someone that was going to smoke and do a broadcast, I would have picked Bill Walton easily. Easily. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that, that's probably a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, biggest sports crossover. This is the athlete that has crossed over to the mainstream the best, and you're starting to see more in commercials and starting to become to that level uh, of an athlete. I don't think anyone took a major. Jump this year. I think there was athletes that we thought were going to happen, right? I think a Mac Jones being a Patriot, you would have thought that would have happened. Obviously, we're seeing a lot less Baker Mayfield commercials this year, for a reason. But, um, uh, Dev, you got to answer one of these first. So I'm going to go to you.
0: God damn it! Uh, <laughs> so we're we're talking we're talking strictly like we're talking about people like. Like, do commercials count as being a crossover athlete? Yeah. Is it so, like, that, like, like, a, like a your, like like a, like a
1: Gronk, like a Brady, like a LeBron, right? That uh, even even like a like a Ronda, for example, right? I mean, there's I, I have my answers, but it's it's not from the big four. So, if you want me to go, I'll go really quick. If you no, want like,
0: to. like Max Verstappen is probably one. Yeah. Some of that comes to mind right away. That's probably the obvious answer. Uh, I mean, if I'm going strictly off of like. You know, does does your partner or your mom know who this person is? Like it's gonna be Aaron Judge this year.
1: It's mm, a good one, actually. Right, yeah, like and
0: even even though like he's like he's literally the most, one of the, like one of the three most famous baseball players in the last 10 years, he like he's not a breakthrough athlete, in my opinion, but in terms of like pop culture, I think Aaron Judge is the answer.
1: I went uh, to the UFC for this one, I'm going to Patty Plymouth who is definitely Mm -hmm. getting to that way. I think this aerial feud definitely helped things out a little bit, having Connor in the back pocket. Maybe I'm a year ahead of this one, but you're starting to really the feud with MGF that's bubbling up. Maybe maybe I'm a year ahead of it, Peter, but you can definitely sense this guy is the next big star that's coming out of the UFC.
2: Yeah, he, he's one of those guys who kind of gets the media aspect of it more than a lot of them do. Um yeah. and, and I think like you said, like the the thing with with Ariel. Um and a big thing for for him right now is Dana White loves this kid. Oh yeah. Um so any UFC anything that he's gonna be on. Uh, or that he could be on, he is going to be. Um, I, I want to do a sarcastic one and say Russell Wilson uh, with the danger sandwich. Um, and and all, all of that has just broken through in just a, an amazing, really, truly inspiring oh sort of a way. Um, and I am kind of vamping a little bit because I, I took this in a different way. I My biggest crossover, I had LeBron doing, like obviously people knew who he was, um, but he's doing like the Thursday night football like barbershop mm. thing. Yeah. I, I took that as the crossover um, that's so, but uh, I, it, it's, it's him not, he's not necessarily breaking into the mainstream with that by any stretch of the imagination that the judge answer is, um, is a really, really good one. Um, so I will, I will go with judge, but, uh, the, the LeBron one was kind of where I thought well, I he,
1: would go. The idea of LeBron media is not a bad one though, because LeBron's media company going from what he was as an athlete to what he is as a media personality now has completely changed. So that's not a bad one to go with. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, best, uh, best sporting platform. So this is like best streaming service, more or less, that you can get to watch so that. We have, a, we have a fan joining Peter right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what the worst one is, and that uh, will probably be Sportsnet at times, especially if you're trying to watch NHL or WWE Network on there, as Peter definitely knows, WWE on there. Uh, really, going back to crossover, I was this close to picking MJF because... Still kind of counting that, and I think MJF really took another level there. Uh, for best uh, platform this year, though, weirdly, um, Disney Plus, in specifically in mm-hmm. Canada, who is really jumping up now and getting better sports documentaries up here, and kind of slowly all that because TSN it was so hard. Uh, if you live in Canada to get access to those documentaries they on the app they didn't have them at first you had to watch them on your iPad you couldn't screen any of them but then stuff like the Jeter doc man of the arena the Laker doc from Hulu a lot of those are coming now uh, up here to uh, Disney plus Canada so that's and then we'll see where the live sports aspect going which I think in the next year or so when this wwe deal ends and the nba and the nhl are coming up and we see these media companies like netflix like amazon that are going to probably take a bite we've already seen what apple has done with baseball this year which was a different story times for blue jays fans and other fans with them it was awesome to hear katie nolan on the broadcast but i'm going go to go disney plus canada and uh them kind of getting into the, the the documentary side of things
0: yeah? nice
2: that's that's a good call
0: Thank you. Well, it seems like we're we're a year or two away from really having definitive answers in terms of yeah uh, these these large sports sports uh, franchises and leagues making big decisions on where they're going to go. Uh, so I will bite my tongue a little bit on the idea of streaming live sports because that answer could change literally in weeks. It's Apple um, or Amazon but, right now for that. But for from from this year. Uh, you would think it has to be netflix with the untold series
1: Mm, that's Um, a good point and that
0: and that's and that's a series like i always kind of go back to like the partner mom girlfriend question and that's a series that kind of transcended for a brief period of time transcended the idea of being a sports fan and just brought human interest stories with the sports lean to people
2: Um, and then have and then having your partner
0: drive to survive's huge i mean we can go back to crying jordan uh, which yep. will give us content for years and years and years, um, but just the idea of like your partner like looking over and being like, "Did you know about this Mante Teo situation?" And you're like, "Girl, let me tell you a story because like <laughs> no. everyone like that was like that was like one of the first viral sports stories that had nothing to do with sports really in the 21st century, and everyone had an opinion on it, and then it just disappeared. So to to kind of get that reinvigorated uh, is really cool. It's awesome. Yeah.
2: I had Netflix as well. Um, like the, the drive to survive um, is uh, always a crowd pleaser, um, mm-hmm. and now they're they're doing kind of the, the same thing with, sorry, um, with with golf as well um like that they're, they're expanding that and like you said all the documentaries they had on before i remember i, I don't think it was 2022 but watching the aaron hernandez documentary on there and like while yeah. while it's all playing i was like oh yeah i remember all this <laughs> it's like my wife was watching that like, you knew it's like well i didn't like why didn't you tell me <laughs> yeah exactly like, i i didn't i I wasn't there I I couldn't like profess to his guilt or anything like that but I knew all this was going on yeah um I, I wanted to give an honorable mention to Dzone, um just mm. because like of all the places you can stream live sports in Canada it sucks the less um and there are a number of different like options on there like their NFL stuff is good their boxing coverage is phenomenal um I think and like, now. Did they got TNA now yeah, for some crazy reason, they have Impact <laughs> Wrestling. Yeah. Um, so and like that, there's MLB Network on there as well. Like, there's actually Euro baskets on there. There's a sneaky amount of good stuff on on zone So, honorable mention to them for um not being dreadful like TSN and Sportsnet can be mm-hmm. for those of us who are cable cutters. But uh, yeah, Netflix takes this one, I think, for sure.
1: Next is Best Sports Doc. Uh, Lord knows, Devin and I got a handful of these uh, as we were lucky enough to participate in SIF this year. Uh, there was a lot to go with. There was some really, you know, truthful and hard-hitting ones like "Black Eyes" that was produced by LeBron and Drake. Uh, Imagine uh, the Imagine series uh, talking about Indigenous culture and becoming mascots in, in sports. That Devin and I got to talk to uh, the founders of the film. That was really, really cool. "Grizzly Truth," which I think is really good. But for me, the one that just took me away, and it's one of the best films I saw this year, was "Icebreakers," which is the movie on the Seventy Two Summit series which did such a good job. And uh, I had such a different experience of this too, because I got to watch the screener of it, then interview the director and then sit in the theater for the premiere with the director and then help him answer questions afterwards about the film. Um, and it, it it is an unreal experience getting to sit next to a director and watch him watch the film and go back and forth talking about things. And for someone that wasn't obviously around for the Summit series, I've, we've all heard, oh, Henderson scores, right? But To be in that position and to feel like they they made you feel like you're actually watching the athletic competition as those games are going on, just a phenomenal job. So I'm going with that one right there.
2: That's a good one because when I saw, like when I got the the list of the uh, sports docs that were coming um to to write a story on it i saw there was one in the 72 series and my first reaction was to kind of eye roll It was like oh Again. what haven't we heard yeah. about henderson scores for canada you know it's like yeah those damn dirty russians and then mm-hmm. a dude fell and he scored and that was awesome but to to get uh kind of a, a new perspective on that and a new look on it I, I thought it was really really good i wrote the jeter series um oh, yeah. it was just it was a whole documentary series of me growing up in baseball. Um, Like baseball is my first love. It will always be my first love uh, when it comes to to sports and that era, as much as I hated the Yankees, it it was still like, you could kind of like remember being the, the eight-year-old finally getting to stay up to watch the Padres get the shit kicked out of them. Um, And then kind of see that the Yankees try to, to re to try to get that back after um 2001 when they, they, they lose to the the, the diamondbacks and <clears throat> excuse me kind of see jeter's frustration through some of that and at some current yankees maybe um i, I thought it was really well done so the, the jeter series is mine Yeah
0: uh it's got you you kind of talked about it uh briefly but i also want to i also want to nominate josh for the biggest humble brag of the podcast sitting with the director and helping with the Q&A. <laughs> yeah so great great job Thanks. oh just high five man uh, the name drops Sorry. won't stop uh it has to be imagining the indian uh, yeah it's very to, good to, bring, to 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 bring um a human face to why these sports teams uh, need to be changed and how we as a society are changing for the better. Although it's, it's in a lot of ways, it's a very, very, very slow grind. Um, and it's, you know, the work, the work for people who are disenfranchised or underrepresented, uh, especially by serious media never stops.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was uh... Really enlightening documentaries, you know, being a Caucasian male, too, and just when we got to have, uh, forgive me for the name but the the chief that we had on the uh, on the pod that we did and just getting to hear him talk and just getting to hear the documentary talk about, you know, uh, founders of an indigenous community that passed bills and passed legislation that you had no idea that you weren't learning in a history class. That was a really cool part of the documentary as well. So we move on. To best Canadian, Peter.
2: Yeah, um in, in an Olympic year, this is normally easier to I know to, to do. Um, but the, there wasn't a whole lot that that kind of stood out. And I don't want to go with the hockey player. I was like, it, is, well, it is easy. It
0: is easy. Sarah Yeah, nurse.
2: yeah. Um, yeah it, it's Sarah Nurse. Um, yeah. Like a, a billion points in four games in the Olympics. Like yeah, just it's my, my pick an too. unbelievable performance. um Yeah, it, it, was, no, it was Sarah Nurse. It's not.
0: Okay, Christine Sinclair.
2: It? Oh, yeah.
0: Voted uh, FIFA player, football player of the year, whatever, like whatever, whatever she was uh, uh, nominated for in January as having the most goals for club and country.
1: Yeah, that's a very that's good, good, good one. Well, and, and it was funny with her, the disrespect when, what was it, when Davies got the goal and it's like, they've never scored a goal in soccer before and they've like zoomed on Sinclair. <laughs>
2: yeah it's like, okay or um, uh R- R- Ronaldo was the first player to ever score in like five world cups or whatever it was not yeah. ah, sinclair did that a while ago but thanks yeah. th- thanks for coming
0: so she was awarded uh, the best
2: fifa special award as the world's all-time leading
0: scorer
2: wow well, that's pretty like- good <laughs> 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 huh. wow not bad yeah uh
1: yeah sinclair is a great pick and you made a uh, i'm going with sarah Nurse uh just the level of all the stuff canada hockey won this year and That was the one thing that did stick out from this Olympic team. It was a Canadian women team going against the Americans again. They beat them in dramatic fashion. The last Olympics in Canada wanted to get it back. And uh, she seems to, this this whole nurse family is just, uh, I mean, you could go with Kia at some points too. Kia unfortunately got hurt this year, but you could put Kia on best broadcaster. And Darnell's doing his thing up in Edmonton. That whole nurse family is tremendous. And now Sarah is the latest addition that's starting to take over. What a talented, awesome family. Yeah uh best international to me this uh this is Mbappe I'm gonna give Mbappe his flowers right here he gets the golden boot at the world cup and I I mean we could talk about best crossover athlete I guess maybe it it, by this time next year maybe it is him maybe that is the actual answer is Mbappe because what he just did just uh less than over 24 hours ago from when we recorded this getting those three goals, putting him on his back, people calling him out on social media, saying he should be sad and whatnot. Almost had a fourth goal. If he just takes a turn, just a little bit more slightly, potentially has four goals and a game winner in the World Cup. What a special player with the rumors of Messi maybe going to Miami. He's going to be on the club by himself and have even a bigger role. Kid's only 24 years old. He's got at minimum two World Cups left ahead of him. He is uh, unbelievable. I'm going to go with Mbappe.
2: Um, I, I'm going to go with Messi for the, the reasons that we d- described earlier. Sure. Uh, like this, the, the, last couple of weeks felt like his coronation. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Messi. Dev? Yeah.
0: I've talked about him many, many, many times before on previous sports podcasts. His name is Ronnie O'Sullivan. He's the world's best snooker player, seven time world champion, one current number one, as he's been for a long time, uh, won his last world championship at 46 years old uh now tied for the most ever the guy is basically he was bred to play snooker he's basically the tiger woods of snooker if you don't know peter and uh is the most electrifying exciting player on the tour and such a huge such a huge celebrity in the uk (laughs) uh
1: next up we're gonna go with best local now this does not technically have to be a calgarian in its own right because we're not watching every single high school game so this is more in a sense of excluding the calgary flames and the calgary stampeders away from the big pro team so we're talking about more of the collegiate teams and the outside teams that are you know contending to stuff and uh i could go into the basketball round this is this award's also uh only the only word that we have named it's the john smith memorial local award uh named after uh Great basketball player that played in this city named John Smith. He was tragically taken from us a year plus ago. Uh, so it's named after him. And uh, to me, this is a no brainer for best local athlete because people came to watch this man and he only had to pitch maybe nine pitches in a game. And his name is Matt Wilkinson, who, as Peter knows, uh, got in to see this guy play. It, it, sometimes it took 10 pitches when he came in to close. And it was something I have never seen. I've been behind the booth. 10 years now con game I have never seen an athlete like this guy come in to the point I almost cursed on air for the first time in my life with how impressive this guy is as soon as he came in closing you could tell yeah batters were like oh man this is this is not going to be good for us so I am going to go with the big man Matt Wilkinson who helped the Okotoks dogs win a championship
2: um, so I, I went a bit of a, a different direction, and uh if I haven't captured the spirit of it, you can tell me, and I'll try to change it on the fly. Um, I I went Sam kubi We had a kid from Calgary play in the World Cup. That's that, a, that that counts. That like, counts. Uh, that, that counts, man. That that felt like a pretty big win for for all local sports here. So that's that's what I went with.
1: That definitely counts, and that's a big, 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 big deal. Th- this one's kind of up in the air. You can kind of go with legit Calgarian, or I, I just kind of also if you. You give a play like that that's not going to get the shine of the time or some of the local collegiate athletes that we have playing right here. Dev?
0: Kael McCarr. I guess that yeah. counts.
2: That counts. He's, counts
0: he's, well. a, he's a local boy. Don't yeah. Know.
2: Brought the Stanley <laughs> Cup to Calgary. So, yeah, that works.
0: Uh, that counts. And not one right. of those people that's like – he's not one of those people that, like, was born in Calgary, lived until lived, lived here until he was two – and then move somewhere else. And he's considered himself like a, a Philadelphia native. Like the guy grew up in Calgary, played for Calgary, uh, you know, U15, U17 teams before going to college.
1: Then we go to these athletes now and uh best WNBA player, Peter and I are just going to take this. We're going to give Devin a little bit of a break. Uh Peter, to me, there's two choices here. Which one are you going to go with?
2: Uh I went Aja uh, Wilson, um, MVP, Vegas won the yeah. WNBA championship. She had a double-double in the clinching game. Like, that. That I mean, it, it, it seems too easy to take the MVP, but, uh, like, she was just so incredible this year.
1: I wanted to go with Plum because she was fantastic, and she gave Charles some shade yesterday about winning a championship and what it's like, and that was fantastic. Uh, but I went with Aja, too. Just uh, got her flowers, just got back from Vegas, and there's there's obviously more Vegas Raider and Derek Carr and Devonte and – waller stuff around there but there is a lot of azure wilson stuff around there Mm -hmm. trust me and uh, like there's nice stuff there too but they love Osher wilson there tremendous season by Osher wilson uh best nba player
2: peter steph yeah like he he, i mean nba championship um he was playing at an mvp level um to to start this year as well like he he just i mean yeah he's steph curry
1: can i just say though what Nikolai Jokic just did yesterday (laughs) 40 27 and 10 that's only been done since Wilt Chamberlain and you know the talk had been up until this point as we record this on December 19th that oh Jason Tatum's MVP Jason Tatum's MVP it's like yeah maybe we're just gonna
2: have to give it to Joker again because these numbers are stupid yeah yeah that that was that was ridiculous against admittedly barely an NBA team but um uh, just an absurd performance okay now we go to best MLB player Def uh
0: he hits home runs and he pitches his name Sohei Otani yeah like what more do you want from a guy in 2022 he plays two positions Any team I, I picked Otani as
2: well I yeah um I went back and forth on this one like everyone did I, I get like Otani pitches obviously like phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal player. I did go Aaron Judge, 62 home yes. runs. He played center field for the best team or one of the best teams in the American League this year. Uh, so I went, I went Aaron Judge.
1: Dev, yeah, I'm guessing you went with Cal McCarr for NHL player. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: That's what I didn't have to research. <laughs> Peter,
2: are you going with the the native Calgarian? I'm um, I'm staying on his team. I'm I'm going Nathan McKinnon, Like just watching him in the playoffs, obviously. Like Kale McCarr also phenomenal, but um, Nathan McKinnon is, is just oh, he's so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to get a standby to that.
2: <laughs> That's so good.
1: Uh, yeah, this was a tough one. I mean, Dry Settle I thought was so good, and Connor did so good, but one team won the Stanley Cup. And uh, I'm going to leave Devin on his McCarr Isle. I'm going to go with Nathan McKinnon as well for all the reasons Peter was talking about because he's he's so good. So good. <laughs> uh, best NFL player. Um, you know, Look, you can go a lot of ways in this. Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP, but it's Patrick Mahomes. This guy lost uh, You know Tyreek Hill and there was all these conversations of like, well, the Broncos loaded up and the Chargers loaded up and the Raiders have loaded up as well. And I don't know if the Chiefs are going to make, no, he's just really ridiculously good at football and it doesn't matter if it's Juju or whoever it is. um, It's, it's Patrick Mahomes.
2: I think he's definitely the the best NFL player right now, but I think that the guy who had the best 2022 was was actually Cooper cup, Um, Mm. even going to the super bowl when, when the Rams just decided, Hey, we should try to win this thing. Let's just throw every pass at the Cooper cup um they they did that and then won the thing and then this year any struggles they had were not on him he, he gets banged up here at the, the back end of 2022 but um he was like super duper star before that and Patrick Mahomes again taking nothing away from him but uh the the AFC title game against the the Cincinnati Bengals where they just kind of brain fart that game away uh th- there was none of that on Cooper Cup's resume this year so I went Cup.
1: Yeah, I was I was deciding between two Rams there with with uh, two players. Another Ram with uh, Aaron Donald as well. He was up there, for Cooper mm. Cup's a great pick. Dev.
0: Oh man, uh, I'm having a hard time distinguishing between being the best player and being people who are really really good at their craft, but also mm-hmm. at the same time just producing all these like viral nuggets. Um, you know, I think of NFL players, and for some reason, I think of Kirk Cousins with chains on a private plane. Like, and how does that? How does that not influence me to want to cheer for the guy? Um, so, you know, kind of staying within that lane, I, I think just, what Justin Jefferson does is basically mm-hmm. otherworldly. Yeah. Uh, now, I will throw a little bit of shade at his quarterback, and and Kirk Cousins is uh, you, you you win you win your fantasy football weeks if. Uh, if he plays well or you lose your fantasy football weeks if he doesn't play well even if you don't have him on your team and you have you have uh minnesota vikings on your team you'll win or lose depending on how he performs uh but i couldn't imagine like i could you imagine justin jefferson with like an elite level quarterback like it would just be it'd be game over yeah. yeah yeah uh
1: best college athlete i'll take this one uh i don't think there was uh as much as i want to be a homer and go to a certain player. I'll get to him later, but uh, to me, the best collegiate player this year. Well, there's there's a guy, uh, Anderson in Alabama is fantastic. I'm going with Caleb Williams. Um, Unfortunately, that Utah game didn't go the way that he wanted, but he wins the Heisman. Everyone's talking about him being the next great quarterback, and uh, he sure showed it for a good portion of the season, so I'm going with Caleb Williams uh, out of USC.
2: Peter? Uh, I'm going to go Caitlin Clark um, for Iowa. She's pulling up from three pointers from the logos. Um, She is much watch anytime they are on. Um, So I like, I I didn't think there was like that one standout for, for anywhere else. And I I thought she kind of, stood out the most amongst um any of the the college sports that i'm i'm sure someone balled out in track and field this year but uh, of the ones that of the ones that i pay attention to um caitlin clark was the the one for me
1: she she was fantastic another solid women's tournament this year
0: Mm -hmm. dev who won the heisman this year caleb williams that's who i went with that 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 guy okay Uh, best it, it's, of it's tough because we didn't, we didn't really have like a you know, how sometimes like women's gymnastics just produces uh like mm-hmm. a whole day of content. We didn't really have that this year as we did previous years, so it's tough to kind of find a you know a diamond in the rough. So we're just kind of looking at you know March Madness mm-hmm.
2: performers. Uh, well, is like clark Clark's performers.
1: a great one because uh, uh, Paige at of UConn, she missed a good portion of the year with that leg injury and if if not she probably she probably would have been it
0: she blew her acl out yeah yeah
1: yeah so give her all the nil money because she's really good and caitlin Clark definitely filled in uh uh, a hole with her gone uh olympic athlete like we said it was a little bit of a disappointing olympic year so Devin, i know you have the answer for this one
0: what i've i've tried so hard to google olympics 2022 oh my goodness i'm just going i'm just going with
1: sarah nurse to be honest
0: yeah me too yeah
1: one of us one of us
2: yeah
0: fine by me that's
1: our first sweep uh this one i'll leave to peter then because this is mainly his territory more than any so best fighter is up in the air you can do uh, mma or boxing but uh peter take it away
2: You have no idea how accurate that is up in the air, that there wasn't really a standout guy for 2022 or girl. Um, I'm going to say Alexander Volkanovsky. Two absolutely stunning performances in title fights this year. And he just booked himself a third one coming up in February, where he's going to go try to be a a champ champ, uh, moving up from 145 pounds to 155 pounds um, uh, against Makachev in February next year. Um, I I think he is one of the most technically sound fighters we've ever seen. And with Usman losing this year and Adesanya losing this year, the the door opened up for Volkanovsky to to kind of be the pound pound king now.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a little bit of a left field, but I think my thought process will make process will make sense. Uh, I'm gonna say Raul Rosas Jr., 17 year old, signed to uh, UFC. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you know, being uh, us being around minor semi professional, professional athletes for a lot of our day jobs and, and income. Like we we you kind of see you you understand exactly why some people get to where they're where where they're at watching them train perform uh, work out, even just walk into a room and for a 17 year old kid to be noticed and signed to the biggest, uh, MMA card is like w- what people must see in him on a day-to-day basis must just blow everyone away. Yeah, no, that's a good call.
1: That's a great one. I went with, uh, Tyson Fury he claims to be the best boxer in the world. Any of the fights that he has, he's taking them right now. And, uh, I don't know who's going to stop the guy right now that conversation too is i've had a few people ask me like well is he the best boxer that is it's like talking uh, about best ufc fighter right peter because the the levels of where everything went where couture was when he was at his limits or where iceman was or where brock was and so on and so forth compared to today it's such a harder level even shamrock it's such a harder level to really judge as the sports evaluate and change throughout the years
2: yeah, it, it, professional athletes have changed in every sport, right? I, I saw a TikTok today, um, where the, the Kelsey brothers have a podcast and they were saying, Could the best college football team of all time beat the worst NFL team of all time? And the initial answer is no, because it's grown men. But it's yeah. like that Georgia team looks a hell of a lot different than the grown men who were playing in the NFL in leather helmets in the 50s, you know, yeah. like athletes athletes have evolved and changed, you know? So yeah, like Tyson Fury, um, and fighting is such such an interesting one too, because Volkanovsky, you put his talents in someone who's my size, and you have one of the scariest human beings that's ever existed. Yeah. Um, but Tyson Fury at six nine, he uses that size to his advantage. So it is it, it's it, it is a debate that you will never be able to solve, but it's so fascinating.
1: And he got in a whole arena the chant American Pie after being mad Drew McIntyre lost.
2: <laughs> that's also true. Yeah. T- speaking of crossovers, there you go uh biggest
1: disappointment of the year it's got to be the duke blue devils blowing it for coach k in his (laughs) last year oh boy i was waiting for that to come
0: on
2: it's
1: gotta be (laughs) oh boy they they had they have paulo they had aj griffin they had this kid roach mark williams is a fantastic rooting recruiting class And not only do you lose and see your coach leave, you lose to their arch rivals across the hill in Chapel Hill and see them go down. So that had to be the biggest disappointment for any team favorites, decent favorites go into the game. And on the biggest stage in the final four, first time they ever faced their rivals, they let their coach and their fans down
2: as they lose to North Carolina. Was waiting for that.
0: Devin. Wow. Uh, There's a lot here. you know, we could stick locally. I think there's a lot of high hopes for the Flames last playoff run. Yeah, this can
1: be team um, and player, by the way, as well.
0: Uh, I mean that this that, that's that's kind of where I'm bouncing around to. Even um, hustle bustle Russell Wilson in Denver. It's oh, gonna come up a lot. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> is is that just the most obvious one? I think it is. So that was I my, really want I I, w- I really do want to say even like the Toronto Maple Leafs playoff collapse. Mm, uh, the pa- the, pa- the just, Panthers. Mm, Panthers is a good one. Path is losing one to eight, like that's not very good either. Uh, yeah. But I, I think uh, we'll stick with football. Say uh, Russell Wilson to the Broncos.
2: Um, Peter? I I went the entirety of the NBA playoffs. Um, it felt yes. like okay. Let's four game, That's four the games, best one games on the schedule. Four games on the schedule. First one. Okay, yeah, it's a thirty point blow. But we'll get to the next. Oh, that one's a, a twenty five point. Okay, well that's fine. Yeah, I can so get your up. Get right. So oh, it's twenty five points. Okay, and then like it, it just. You kept waiting for it to get better. And there were some good games, like Embiid hitting that buzzer beater and, and all of that. But like, even like game seven, oh, I guess Grant Williams just turned into Larry Bird for three quarters and this game's over. Um, and then the Suns fell apart. Like th- there was, there was storylines, but it wasn't fun. So I- I'm going to say NBA playoffs.
1: You didn't have a game. There was one OK Memphis and T-Wolves game. The best game was probably the Clippers and Minnesota game where Pat Bev was popping bottles for the play in game that was probably the best game but i love that that's one of my favorite answers uh if i wasn't if i didn't want to ha- love my answer so much i would uh as i'm hating on duke a little bit but uh that is a great answer peter and you and i i remember talking about it on the show just how boring and on the side too when you're going against the nhl you could see it a little bit in the ratings as the nhl gained some steam mm-hmm. During the in, in stage two with having the TBS and the ESPN on the playoffs this year, you could see a little bit of game steam there because it was a really bad NBA playoffs this year. Like you can always remember at least one good, really good game, right? And even in the finals were okay. I, the only game I really remember was Tatum uh, with the buzzer beater against the Nets and then the Jimmy Butler miss. Yeah. Those are the only two games I can really remember.
2: Yeah, and yeah. then, but even even in the finals, it was oh, Boston's pulled ahead. Can oh, Golden State just didn't miss yeah. a shot in the third quarter, and the game's over. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, biggest heartbreak of the year, Peter. It, it has to be the Bills losing in the final Oof. 13 seconds of that game that's against Kansas City. Yeah. At, you, like you look how at how everything else played out. I I think they would have done horrible things to the, the Bengals' offensive line um, and had a chance to win a Super Bowl. And they had it with 13 seconds left, and couldn't hold on. So to to me, for a fan base that is so passionate, it's prime time. The Bills are finally in the spotlight again, and that happens is just soul crushing.
1: That's a great
0: one. Yeah, that was that was rough, Dev. Jeez, that's a tough one. Uh, we just we just watched a lot of heartbreak uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with the beautiful game, but yeah, like Harry you Kane. Know, does does it uh, does, does a team? not expected to do well losing does that count as heartbreak or is this like a last is this is this an I think for the bills, victory snatched out of your grip the bills because uh, they
1: have those four super bowls that they went to and lost and then it was all that time without it so it, it's been building up for bills fans so that's why i think peter's answer kind of hits this perfectly
0: for sure yeah. uh is it like it's just so tough because heartbreak comes in many different ways, but sometimes it's almost like, you know, is it, if it's expected, does it hurt more? Does it hurt less? Yeah. Um, if you're a team, you know, if, if you're the Padres and, you know, we get busted for, you know, uh, performance-enhancing drugs, then basically the Blue lose, Jays you know? and your two guys run into each other. Right, like all those kinds of things. Uh, is it a bad trade? Um, one that sticks out to me, though, is Alabama losing to Tennessee.
1: Mm-hmm. College football, one.
0: like that was that was a team that was basically poised uh, for for a deep playoff run, and who for the second time in college football history they will not be in the postseason. So.
1: And Tennessee won the SEC, if I'm not mistaken, because of that. Uh,
0: I didn't. I think no. I think they lost again. Oh, Georgia were, did. Georgia did. Yeah. Georgia did. Yeah. Yeah. they lost like in the last weekend. So,
2: but yeah, uh, those, you look at how the the playoff shook out. That the committee was begging to be able to put mm-hmm. Alabama in, and if they don't lose that game they probably do. Right. So it's, yeah, that's a good one. Those are great. Uh,
1: But nothing's like losing your head coach that has been the heart of your team for years and years. So the biggest heartbreak, much like the biggest disappointment is the Duke blue devils seeing coach K leave their team in the final four to their biggest rival on a shot by Caleb love with 20 seconds left to put the North Carolina tar heels away and, end the career of
0: Mike Krzyzewski. Wow. Wow. You'd really, you'd like, if he died, you're going to like spit on his grave. No, I, I respect the hell out of K. It's just, I mean, it, it they do line up. <laughs> um,
1: worst team of the year. Uh, I could take this one guys. It's the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Oh, I do not consent to any of this conversation, but go ahead. Uh,
1: <laughs> this is a team that, so they have the year from hell. You can argue, right? I mean, first they they make this the trade for Russell Westbrook doesn't fit on the team then Anthony Davis gets hurt then LeBron gets hurt they miss the play in game blame it all on Frank Vogel they win a great game at the end of the year everyone's elated it's but they fire Frank Vogel in the middle of the last game and then they deny it they deny it they deny it Woj just breaking this i think it's as mac McCullin sends the Lakers into overtime and they win this big game over the nuggets. It's a moral victory for some of these young players going forward, but there's all these reports about him getting fired. It was reminiscent of the magic Johnson stuff all over again. When magic came in and he just left, you get to the off season for this Laker team. And it's like, okay, well, we know we have to trade Russell Westbrook. We only have a few years left of this generational player in LeBron James. What are we going to do? We're going to add one to Costco Anderson and Troy, Brown and Lonnie Walker who has turned out and then we're going to trade for Patrick Beverly and we're going to hire Darwin Ham which is the one good thing they have done uh and then you come to this season and then like I said there's a rumor trade with the Jazz but it's Pat Beverly and as the season goes on and on you're consistently wasting one of the greatest generational players of all time in LeBron James there's the trade rumors that go on and on there's finger pointing all the time you're getting to see Kyle Kuzma go on and have career highs with uh the wizards you're seeing brandon ingram turn into a superstar in this league you're seeing julius randall now back to an all-star form you're seeing jordan clarkson getting himself into a uh an all-star form and seeing him have left the franchise a few years ago genie bust nixing trades for top ranked players because she doesn't want this rust thing to look like a failure in the lakers to have egg in the face sorry genie they already have egg on their face uh this is a team that's at the, the level of a Cowboys or a Yankees or a Manchester, uh, Manchester United who, rightfully so, is having a rough year in their own right. But this is just a, such a disappointing run of management by a team that should be at a level. And you've seen this with the Lakers before when Jeannie Buss didn't help anything with Kobe in his later years. You're seeing it now with LeBron and how the Lakers uh, have uh, gone into this season. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles
0: Lakers as the worst team. Did you do that all in one breath?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All compelling, very accurate um, arguments. Um, I was going to say Brooklyn just because of the obvious. That was up there. Um, That was up there. But I get bored of talking about them. So I wanted to go with a different direction. And this is another bit of kind of um, grave dancing. I'm going to say the Boston Red Sox, who they didn't have a particularly dreadful season. Um, They, they didn't play well, but all like going up to the trade deadline and then this offseason, the main thing was, oh, we're going to re-sign Xander Bogarts. We're going to re-sign Xander Bogarts. Yes, we traded away Mookie Betts, who went on to win a World Series and MVP things with the LA Dodgers, but we're keeping Bogarts here. And then they didn't. And now mm-hmm. when you're looking at this from a Red Sox fan standpoint, it's like, great, we got a ton of money hypothetically maybe That's Justin that Turner. Spend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, so there's definitely JD leave? Martinez
1: too, by the way. JD Martinez mm-hmm. gone as well.
2: JD Martinez as well. Like there's just there's nothing to get excited about. And you look at the rest of the American League East, like the Orioles I Mm -hmm. don't know how for real that was, but it was more than a little bit for real. Uh, The Blue Jays improved their pitching staff. I think they're going to be better. The Rays just always are better. Um, And the Yankees go out and get Rodon to a contract. I never would have signed him to, but it makes them better this year. So the the Red Sox feel like they are falling behind in a division that is extremely difficult to fall behind uh, in. So while there were others that I think had more colossal failures, I just wanted to bring up the the failures of the Red Sox because it pleasures me greatly
1: you sure you didn't steal that transcript from Bill Simmons
2: <laughs> maybe
1: yeah because it sounds a lot <laughs> I-, I think the two just the, the penny pinching side you know having family members that are Red Sox fans my sister lives in England and her waking up to that I have never seen her curse or be upset more of letting Bogarts go specifically because they had a year prior right and you talk about teams in that American League that are going to learn from it specifically that Blue Jays team they're going to watch the Red Sox did and learn with guys like Bo and Vlad Guerrero and their young players. And for the Red Sox, they're going to be in a similar situation. They could be back on this list
2: next year if they let Rafael Devers go. Yeah. Well, and you're coming off of a year like they beat the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, like the, the, there was something building there to yeah. people talking about, oh, dude, Cora's back, That he's got this magic, he's one of the best managers in baseball. And they kind of just fell on their face this year. Claim and Jackie now-
1: Bradley too, by the way,
2: which made no mm-hmm. sense because he was a decent player for the Jays. That like that there's just that there is no direction there right now on a team that should be able to print money. Like you 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 play at Fenway Park, you're the Red Sox. It, it like it, it made no sense to me.
0: Dev? well, the AL East is like is the best conference in any sport. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think statistically it's one of technically it's one of the, the,
1: the NFCs because all the teams are in the playoffs right now. But you're not wrong.
0: Okay, well, I mean historically speaking, you have. Yeah. It, i'm not gonna get into it yeah. uh what was the question again worst <laughs> team <laughs>
1: oh
0: this is tough. tough there's a lot of contenders uh, this year there's so many contenders i know but there's also teams that i've looked at as you know them not living up to their expectations does that make them the worst right um
1: that helps i think where peter and i went we went bad management that's a way to go as well
0: well, you know, at some point in time, we do need to talk about the Canada men's national football team. Um, and I don't think they're the worst by any stretch of, you know, any any conceivable metric, but, uh, and maybe that's, maybe it's part of the fault of the fans for putting that hopes on them in a group stage that as we saw, turned out to be really freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Are they a team that are they kind of like a most disappointing team that we'd have to deal with? I would do uh, most you know, disappointing. I want to do worst. No, I understand. Um, uh, the the other thing that stands out to me is probably uh, the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, there's a good one.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. Right. Yeah.
0: There's there's a lot that we could talk about, uh, including drafting players, which is a whole other. Yeah. of you know, that's totally not right. That's that's probably my my obvious choice. But I just wanted to go, I just want to talk about Canada's
2: soccer team for thirty seconds. Okay, so you're gonna go I Phoenix? I just want go- same. On the Coyotes thing, I get it. it it's adorable that Mullet Arena. It, oh, it's three thousand fans. It's like a college atmosphere. That's wonderful for college. This is the National Hockey League. Like, it's a professional league. Like I, I just, I hate that I have to feel like an elitist for saying I think it's kind of bullshit that they're playing in a thing that has the dressing room the size of my spare bedroom. I just think it's shitty. Peter, That's, is it the I, same size? I, as- I feel like a, <laughs> What's bigger, Okotok Oilers Arena or that arena? Like, And I'm actually serious. I don't know the capacity of either. But is it like, is it eerily close? I, it's comparable, yeah. I, I I, think because of the track uh, around um, in Okotoks, you could get 3,000 people there. They'd be very cozy, but you, you could get it. So yeah, like it's just they're making the best out of a bad situation but it's a bad situation they put themselves in and uh, i think we can say on one hand yeah it sounds nice and loud in there and that's fun but also this is really fucking stupid for a professional hockey team to be playing in a college arena at, of that level
1: yeah uh last year was a sweep for the jets which uh good for them they turned it around
2: yeah <laughs> one good draft
1: yeah um uh, worst transaction of the year i think this is going to be a sweep peter well, now I'm nervous. You go first. What? what? Uh, it's got to be Russell Wilson, not just for, oh, for yeah. the fact okay. of yeah. it has been a disappointing season for them, but it's he's been disappointing. He still has less touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house. That's a very important stat to keep track of. The the worst part about this for Russell Wilson and for the Broncos, though, is. So let's say you are a team like, let's say the Raiders, and they, they're underwhelmed by Derek Carr this year. They can get out of that contract. They only have to pay $5 million, right? You look at teams like the Jets and Washington that are a little bit underwhelmed with their quarterback situation. You can make things work. Same with the Giants. The Broncos cannot cut Russell Wilson for five years unless they yep. want to eat upwards of $95 million. In dead cap, they just said, "Hey, this guy's great. He's had Pete Carroll for his whole career. That's not ma- that doesn't matter. He's been better. We're going to ignore watching Seahawks games for the last two years where he kind of sucked, despite having Tyler Lockett and having DK Metcalf. He'll be fine. We have Sutton, who is an up and down receiver that consistently gets hurt. Jerry Judy, who is borderline a bust at this point. I hate that word, but he is. We don't really have a proven tight end, but hey, he'll fit. And hey." We hired uh, Hackett thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to be here, but hey, this will work perfectly fine. And it has been an absolute disaster from the birthday stuff to locker room stuff to all the cringy stuff that Russell did that doesn't really matter to this. The transaction itself hurts them on the field and it hurts them off the field for the next five years because it's not like the Broncos can just draft a quarterback. They are indebted to this guy for the next five years at a heavy dead cap money Uh, situation that they either have to just eat and suck it up but potentially you're just I just don't think that's going to happen so for the next five years this team is stuck with this debt for a team that has still not really found a quarterback since Peyton Manning and really even before Peyton they got those few years of Peyton but even before Elway they still have not found a franchise level quarterback
2: yeah uh, I mean to me it's the best transaction but I'm a Raider fan so I've enjoyed this greatly um but what? no yeah it, it, is that why is that how
0: oh gross is that how is that how you guys became such good friends no <laughs>
1: Haley, blame Haley
2: yeah um but with uh but no like it, it's it, it's the fact that what you gave up um mm-hmm. to get him what well, the money first, that, that is locked into him yeah and, and just how royally screwed you are um like they had a defense that was top five in the league and and I think looking at their schedule, it might have changed because they traded Chubb. But I think if they just scored 24 points a game, they'd be like 11-1 or 12-1. 19. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's not even like, like, it's just been so bad. Um, it, It's been worse than anything I could have possibly imagined. And I didn't even think it would go that well, but I thought they'd at least be competitive in any game this year. And it's just, it's tough to watch. I mean, it's hilarious to watch, but it's yeah. tough to watch.
1: Yep. Sweep. sweet. 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 Yeah. yeah. You had the danger, which didn't you, you felt dangerous. Let's ride. Uh, worst broadcast. Uh, I, I, I deeply apologize to this. I think they are lovely individuals, but it is getting cringy at times now with the biasness and it's the Raptors. Now when Kia nurse or some of the women's broadcasters are on there, it's fantastic. Uh, I think dev's Devlin is fantastic, but whenever he gets Jack on there, it becomes borderline cringy at times. Jack was at a fun level before, but now he's gone way too much. And the, uh, the biasness that the Raptors broadcast have is just getting really, really bad. So I'm going with the Raptors.
2: I honorable mention to any home team who broadcasts any of their playoff games, um, yes. whether it be hockey, baseball, basketball, whatever, um, yeah. because it, it's just like, Every play where there's like in basketball, anything contested at the rim, it's no call. It's not missed. It's no call. No one misses a shot in a playoff basketball game. It's just a no call in a playoff basketball game. Um, I'm going to go a a little bit off the board. Um, I'm going to go SN bets specifically during the hockey playoffs. That was overwhelming. And like all as someone who, dabbled in the sports gambling world maybe before all of this stuff became legal um all i ever wanted was just subtlety in coverage you know like how the the score used to have it where it's just like hey this is the line for the game these are the totals that that that, that's all we needed the xfl when the 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 second time when they had just like the, the the line on the on the score bug that's all we needed we didn't need Hey, did you know you could bet on these games live and or, or whatever? <laughs> like it was just, it was all over the place. It was every commercial break, it was every update, and like they they have toned it down a little bit. But Ooh. in the beginning, it had all the subtlety of a sledgehammer, and I, I I just I hated it. And I'm someone who loves that type of content, but it, it was it, it was dreadfully, dreadfully done.
1: I love it. Great point there, Peter.
0: Dev.
2: I'd have to agree. I mentioned that a little bit
0: before, but a lot less eloquently than my colleague below me on the zoom screen. The fact that uh, talking heads and and a lot of these shows are revolving around sports betting, gambling lines and different kinds of props and things like that takes away from the actual analysis of the the sport. Talking about who's going to win based off of a probability, which is developed by people and algorithms in Vegas and and other places, the Bahamas for all we know, versus what an individual or a group of individuals do really, really well and how they match up physically is what I want to hear these people talk about, not not what the odds are.
2: Yeah. Like I, I think that there's a way. Like Warren Sharp does it, I think masterfully. He's mm-hmm. talking. He he's brought new analytics into my world, anyway, um, and, and discussed it. But you you get some of the like the the old like guys smoking around the, the sports book in Vegas in the '70s. Like, hey. The 81% of the public's on this team, the public's stupid. I'm going with these guys. Like uh, th- that kind of shit has started to work its way into to sports talk way too much. And I- I'm with you. I-, I hate that. If you want to, like th- there's a subtle detour where it's, oh yeah, I-, I like this team because of this. And I think they're going to win by this much. That's great. But if it's, yeah, the public's on these guys, I hate the public play. I'm going with the underdog. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Great point, eleven. You know what? I'm going to change and go with the suite for you guys. And be respectful because I do like Matt <laughs> Yeah. Deadline. So All right. I didn't want I don't want to disrespect Matty D. Matty D is great. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, worst jersey. I'm going to go in this one. It's to me. It's there's some bads of the city jerseys and third jerseys, but to me, it's the Utah Jazz, who are having a, a, a nice season. But I've seen better jerseys in in Mormon Rec League than what these Utah Jazz jerseys are. These are just the laziest jerseys ever. And maybe it's because Danny thought this team wasn't going to be very good this year until Laurie Markaden and Jordan Clarkson decided to be all-stars, potentially. Uh, they are just so uninspired. I mean, it, it did give us the, uh, I mean, if we didn't have that highlighter jersey that we would have maybe not seen the guy wearing a Donovan Mitchell jersey at the World Cup the other day, which is hilarious for many reasons. The fact that Donovan Mitchell never even wore that jersey uh, is up there. Uh, so I'm going with Utah and their weird highlighting black jerseys. Nice, that's yeah. so good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, mine. I think I'm cheating because it it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with one that came out this year. I hate watching Padres games because of their jerseys. The a brown and yellow color scheme will never be appealing in any world. Um, it, it, it's like, it, I, I just, I cannot stand it. I, I liked what the Padres had, like I said, back in 1998, when the Yankees were curb stomping them in the World Series, like th- those, the, the that uniform with the orange and a, a kind of a Navy-ish, that was good. When you want to throw in a camo jersey every Sunday because half of your city has military people in it, wonderful. But the, the brown and yellow is just, like, I actively root against the Padres just so I don't have to look at their jerseys.
0: That's a solid one. Dev? There's a lot of Padres hit on this podcast, and I'm not really sure why. Oh, Gethin Onesato, that's a good. That was nice. Yeah. Like we, no, yeah. I've like I've never talked with the Padres this much in my life, let alone like. <laughs> my goodness, uh, it's gotta be it's gotta be a couple of these reverse retro jerseys in the NHL, right? Like the two standouts are Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. Um, those ones are pretty uninspired, even for you know teams that that wore literal knit sweaters a hundred years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Which one are you going with? Uh, I mean, I mean, they're basically the exact same. That's kind of what, you know, one of the, one of the jokes and comments are Uh, it's probably Chicago. Now I, uh, you know, going back to what we talked about with managing the Indian and, and, and being connected to that uh, production as we are, the Blackhawks probably have to go. And in fact, they definitely do have to go um, in order, you know, I'd have no suggestions as to what they should change to, but Uh, That reverse retro, pretty uninspired for a jersey that is generally well-liked by the public.
1: Right. Now we go to I changed it this year to disappointing athlete. I'm trying to be a little bit nice. Name worst. So disappointing athlete. Uh, So disappointing NBA athlete. I'm going with Anthony Davis, who turned it around a little bit down the stretch here, but I think that amplifies the point even more of you saw what this guy can do and now we're it, it's almost eerie that he got hurt on the 18th of December last year, which really more or less ended a season. And he gets hurt on December. He got hurt in the air. How do you, it's, <laughs> it's like getting fired on your day off. Like he got hurt in the air. I don't know how that's possible. You have seen the potential he has when he can be himself, but consistently a letdown they traded Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo ball, They potentially will be giving Victor Webb and Yama to the Pelicans with where they are right now, if the draft lottery balls go the right way for the Pelicans, and that makes this go to a whole other level. So unfortunately, I'm going disappointed athlete Anthony Davis, despite a nice push in uh, the later side of November of this year. Peter.
2: So I have to admit um the the spreadsheet that we had it just said dis nba. I was like, I "Oh, we're doing like guys who dis players." Um uh, so I have written down LeBron not shaking Westbrook's hand at Summer League. Um but I'm 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 happy we are we are going with actual disappointing players um because some of these that's were real one, stretches. Um disappointing NBA player for me is Kyrie because he literally didn't play in some games. Yeah. So, I've had him too. Um, I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to say Kyrie for reasons that should be extremely obvious.
1: Yeah, we could go a whole thing with Kyrie there. Uh I'll let you lead this one, uh Peter, disappointing NHL player.
2: Yeah, the the fun thing about this year, um, like we talked about the playoffs, is that like we and we talked about it when the playoffs were happening, it was a lot of star players kind of stepping up. Um, and, and so there isn't really one to me, but to um the one that jumps out but to me i think it's binnington like he was mm, the toast yeah. of the town when the blues won the stanley cup this guy got passed through waivers and no one claimed him and now he's just kind of an asshole like he's just throwing water bottles at Nazem kadri during interviews he's mm-hmm. body checking dudes for no good goddamn reason um his coach is calling him out so i i'm going to say jordan binnington
1: uh i'm gonna go with johnny Gaudreau. uh this is the guy that was potentially, you know, a heart nominee was up there in NHL scoring, as, as you know, doing the, the playoff shows there with Adi. Uh, you could go chuck on this one too for this Flames team. This was the Flames team that a lot of analysts had favored to win the Stanley Cup. They blow the Oilers off in that first game. But he wasn't near there. Yes, he gets the game winning goal against the Stars, but other than that, he was incredibly absent in the playoffs, and that has been a running situation for him he's been fine with the blue jackets but not the level that he was with the calgary flames this year this is mainly more or less about his playoff appearance and really showing that when the playoffs come on and the bright lights come on that
0: unfortunately for
2: johnny he disappears yeah uh, no argument here devin
0: both of those are phenomenal answers uh i think you touched on it briefly i'd I'd say good chuck um there's only there's only so many times you can do like a behind the back pass behind the net towards the front of the net and it, it goes in or it hits someone's stick where it's really, it's really fun to watch. And then it just gets really tired when you do it for like the ninth time in one period. Uh, not that I'm some, I, I profess to be some kind of, you know, hockey guru, but uh, that's, yeah. The, the Kachuk thing was getting old real fast. So Again, I don't think Peter's like going to disagree with you.
2: No. No, I I was ready to drive him to Florida by the time that uh, that that whole thing was done.
0: Like just play uh, fundamental hockey and things would be so much different, but you know, we 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 had a, we had a team full of 100, 100 point scorers who who gave us what 13 points in like 13 games basically combined. Yeah. Not not good enough. Dev MLB Friggin Mr. P D himself. Let's go let's go back on the <laughs> on the Padres oh, hate at? train. <laughs> <laughs> Padres hate train. woo
2: woo! Love I'm that. With, I love Tatis too. I'm going
1: with
0: it. Great
2: one. That... Um, um that, It's a good one. Um, And honestly, I'm disappointed I didn't pick it now. Um, But I, I want to roll this Chapman. Um, mm. the, Like the, the Yankees bullpen just desperately needed anyone to get out. And he, just he doesn't show up. Yeah, he just didn't. Uh, he, out with a tattoo infection or something like that, which was so made up. but whatever. Yeah. um, and then didn't even make the playoff roster. Yeah. And like they, they they had a bunch of middle infielders they just didn't use in the playoffs to to not be able to crack that postseason roster is uh, again, I shed no tears for him. but um it, it's quite the whimper to end his career on.
1: I almost wanted to go with Vladimir guerrero on this. Uh, good season. But much kind of like I talked about with John Johnny Goudreau, completely disappeared for the Blue Jays in the playoffs when they really needed big bats from him. But he had a good enough regular season, and he was okay in the playoffs. He didn't completely disappear like Johnny did, but he was uh, he was the honorable mention for me with Vlad Guerrero. Hold
0: on, hold on. You're talking about a Toronto Blue Jays player who, when in the playoffs, just wants to hit home runs, like. I've heard this story many, 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 <laughs> many, many, many years in the making. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I want to, I want to put like a one B to my to my to my my nomination, and I would have to say Joey Gallo mm. for, for the Yankee for the Yankees was another was another really weird story that yeah, they that really hated Joey Gallo as the year went yeah. the, on. <laughs> they
1: and really the Dodgers, him.
0: and the Dodgers loved him. Like
2: uh, yep. I don't
1: know. Uh, disappointing NFL player. feel dangerous so i'm gonna go with russ
2: yeah we we just spent a long time shitting on him um so just to to say a different one i think aaron Rodgers has been pretty Mm. disappointing this year
1: yeah aaron for peter where you going you going to aaron or dangerous or sorry unlimited
0: (laughs) you need some high knees dev no uh i'm going i'm going baker Mm, that's a good one too yeah Raider fans aren't thinking that really <laughs> no but that's someone that's someone like who you know was was he supposed to be the heir apparent with the Joe Burrows with the Patrick Mahomes yep. maybe not to be at that that tier guy but was he supposed to be like you know in the next Andrew Luck or just serviceable uh you know bit of a personality as well uh, I guess you know didn't really work out for him or I mean mm-hmm. I'll hold my breath but you never know in football
1: uh disappointing athletes so you could take any of these ones you can go elsewhere i went with ronaldo everything that happened with manchester united and then getting benched in the in the world cup and not really showing up this year and then losing the goat debates tough year for for ronaldo so i'm going with ronaldo
0: well he got benched for performance and then he got benched for not taking his benching very well in this second game so that was like Someone's fall, like you know, we're talking about like the you know the, the peak of someone uh, to then fall as mightily as he may have. Like we don't know what's going to happen next year, but ooh. where are you going,
1: Peter?
2: Yeah, the, Ronaldo's a good one. Uh, that that I'll, I will I will jump onto that one as well. Yeah, to, like you said, like the 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 Man United thing has never worked. Um, yeah. it, it's given him specifically a couple of decent moments, I guess. But for the team, it, it's been a bit more of a disaster as every day has gone on. And then, like you said, for the World Cup to go the way for him and then his forever rival to to finally get his trophy, um, that that just solidified a, a real disappointing year for Ronaldo. Jeff, No, for the sweep? We got something else. No,
0: I was going to say... Well, I was, was going to be. Uh, it's going to take a little more international. I was going to say uh, McLaren's F1 team this year.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And well, I mean, we could talk, we could talk about a few F1 teams in general. We could talk about Ferrari's really really hot start and then basically shooting the bed the last half of the season. We could talk about McLaren uh, and, and Lewis Hamilton not performing to their peak abilities. Although it seems like a lot of blame lays in the car, not the athlete but F1, you know, you kind of, they're kind of one in the same. Right. So uh, are we talking about athlete team? Can I, you know, can I, can I go? With I,
1: I, I can accept that for motorsports. I'll accept that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, I think, I think uh, basically any team not named, not named Red Bull for <laughs> F1, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> no, but not in, in all honesty, in all honesty, it would be, it would, it, the bigger disappointment is probably McLaren not showing up this year.
1: Uh, definitely this one biggest upset.
0: uh you know, Saudi Arabia over Argentina in the group stage of World Cup. That's that's one. Yeah. That's that, no, that's literally one of the biggest soccer upsets of all time. Yeah. Yes it
1: is. Japan was I mean, to it
0: it doesn't it doesn't mean anything now. Uh or we talk about <laughs> we, we could talk about Morocco knocking off uh three former world champions with Spain,
2: yeah, Portugal and Germany. Yeah.
0: That's probably I mean Morocco having their time in the time in the sun quite literally and figuratively is probably my answer.
2: Okay. Peter. Um I I went into my wheelhouse. I went the fighting route. Um nice. we had a couple this year, but um yes, Leon Edwards over uh Kamaru Usman. Um e- even yes. like with two minutes left in the fight, they were talking about how Edwards was just coasting to try to not lose. And then from the gods knocks out Kamaru Usman. Um, so even like in the course of a fight that happening was an upset, but going into it, I didn't give him much of a chance. No one really did. And then he knocked out maybe like the second or third best welterweight of all time. So uh, I, I'm going to say Leon Edwards over Kamaru Usman. What odds would you have given that fight? Uh, you know, if you were a betting man, <laughs> (laughs) hey if you were betting that one in fight it was like minus minus ten thousand for
1: uh for Usman. (laughs) that was probably you know the world cup yesterday we saw a lot of social media interaction with that then that went down the the social media platforms whatever you want was exploding about that fight even if you were a big fight fan it was hard to ignore what it just happened was that not the one they showed rogan's face too uh with what happened i know they've done that a few times but
2: yeah um it's it's an all-time soundbite if you want to go back and watch it because they're literally saying like for leon edwards to just not get finished would be a win and then john annick goes yeah but you can't really count out the fighting spirit and then kadoosh and leon edwards is the champion like it just it was like a movie it scripted out so well those are good
1: ones um hmm. i'm gonna go back to march madness into the final four when the heavily favored Duke blue devils were upset by North Carolina and lost their coach favored to win the championship had more or less not much trouble beating anybody on their way to the championship and then go down to an eighth ranked North Carolina Tar Heel team.
0: Good for you.
1: (laughs) And that's it. We're done now. We're done. Yeah. That was the last one. Um. This one I, I put in here this year. There wasn't really a big retirement per se. I think this year, uh, like the biggest one, I, I guess would taking would be taking Gronk seriously that he's retired.
2: I thought you put this in just to do another Coach K thing. Um, oh, I, yeah. I I <laughs> I went Serena Williams. Um, yeah, so you know, that's a retirement. That's, that's what I. Um, so that's that that's where I'm going. Yeah, that's where I'm going to.
0: Uh, I can't do the Coach K joke anymore.
2: Oh, that's mm, good yeah. too.
0: Yeah, those that—that's my answer.
2: Uh, best team, Peter. I went Georgia Bulldogs. Um, yeah, I, I, I just to. like they were so much better than everyone, and I uh, grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan. It takes a lot for me to say that a team rivals the 2001 miami hurricanes i think in 10 years we might look back at this era of georgia bulldogs either last year or this year um and say oh the, the this might be the greatest college football team of all time like they have nfl dudes everywhere except the quarterback position yeah i mean you
1: look at that for anyone that hasn't go look at that hurricanes team it is redonkulous. It is. Yeah. I mean, even 90 laughable, how good that team is. It's stupid. And you even look at a guy like Jalen Carter, who potentially could go first in this year's draft, who could be the next Aaron Donald, dare I say. He's just one of George Pickens, I believe, is on that team, too. Like, I could go on and on and on about quality athletes. That are on that it's team.
2: stupid how
0: good that team yeah. is. Yeah. I'm going with Georgia as well. Damn. Well, put some respect on the name. It's Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: Argentina. fair.
0: <laughs> Except for one little blip, like, basically played a flawless tournament. Yeah. Uh, best game, I wonder.
1: <laughs> I, I wonder. Uh, no, I'm going to
0: talk about some some college game in January between, uh, you know. <laughs> so it's Duke uh, and North Carolina. North, North, yeah. No, North Dakota Tech versus Belmont State.
1: Oh, the Youngstown wow. Penguins, man, they had a good game for them. Come uh, on, oh, man. Just, in my just... in my lifetime, I there's like a there, there, there's certain games you remember where you were, right? So, being in Canada, obviously, the Golden Goal game starts off with it. Uh, the, the 2012 women's hockey team winning when it hits the post, and they come back and do their thing. For me uh usc versus texas the national championship game that yeah. always really stuck yeah. out the falcons come uh losing to the pats that one sticks out this is the greatest sport sporting game i've ever seen in my entire life Like uh, you can write how this is the only unfortunate thing is that we had to go to penalties for it that was the only bummer uh, of the entire event but you were on the edge of your seats for this entire game this is this is the type of game the generations will go back to and say that's how they got them into an individual sport that's how good this game was
2: yeah
0: i i watched from basically the start of extra time on so i broke my boycott for i guess it would be a good reason (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's a sweet yeah yeah peter you got anything to
2: say on it Uh, I just incredible like it had a little bit of everything. Like it had the the stakes, obviously it's the world cup. There's giant stories on both sides, um, whether it be France looking to repeat or Messi for reasons we talked about throughout the show. Um, You had Messi coming up in a big way. You have Mbappe really taking that step towards like immortality um, from a a sporting standpoint. It had drama. It had star power. It had real stakes. It had everything. Yeah. And I saw it in Spanish. So that was cool
1: yeah very very, <laughs> cool as
2: well.
1: very very cool as well um best male athlete dev
0: wow it's funny because i think a lot of people that we've talked about so highly on this this last hour and a bit are all very very well deserving uh you know is 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 Messi more deserving than such and such uh mm-hmm. it's it's hard, it's hard to vote against him though. And it's, and it's also partly because like, you know, we've, we've had this in the previous shows before, like if it was a good Olympic year, we just had Olympic athletes. If we had uh, Canada women's soccer, we had that. Uh, but you know, this year just happens to be a really good world cup year and really, a really crappy, you know, kind of NFL playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's messy.
2: Yeah. I got messy as well. Um, I probably should have, I, I went Steph Curry um just because of like how how crazy his run was and then how he continued it in this year but i mean yeah like for for everything that just got accomplished in the last little bit it messy is is tough to argue with
1: uh i'm surprised devin didn't go with cal mccarr first of all I don't dynasty. have like a
0: man crush. It was just a guy's name that I heard a lot for like three weeks. Yeah. But everyone was talking about uh, hockey playoffs. On, no. on
1: the Steph, on the Steph point too, just, you know, what he was doing this season before the shoulder injury as we're recording, uh, he was putting MVP like numbers up again and helping a Warriors team that is uh, play in bound right now and just struggling. And the rookies of Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman are playing a factor then and not being able to integrate them in. Correctly, the way they wanted to, and Clay has taken a step back a little bit. And, you know, we didn't even talk about Jordan Poole getting punched in the face by Draymond Green this year. Maybe that should have been uh, something, but uh, Steph definitely, he was my runner up. I think if Messi doesn't win, maybe you go Mbappe, or maybe you go Steph Curry, or maybe you go Aaron Donald, but uh, great athletes all around. Um,
2: female athlete, Devin.
0: I already mentioned her, Christine Sinclair. i went
2: um i went sarah nurse like the the olympics was just insane how good she was and i'm going with azure wilson she finally
1: got her chance to the fully shine actually you know what i'm going to be sentimental with this i'm going to go with sue bird and that because i can't put her into retirement where serena is but sue down the stretch this year had an absolutely, she she went out balling at the end. And we'll we'll have the debate of who's the GOAT of of it. I mean, Cheryl Miller will never get her full flowers, unfortunately, and neither will Doris Burke because they'll never, and so many other uh, great women athletes that we never fully got to see in the WNBA. But Sue just put on an absolute showcase this year. And uh, hopefully next year, we're talking about Brittany Grinder in this position.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, biggest story um to me it came down to three so uh, i'm yeah. interested where, where you guys went um for me honorable mention to live golf um we, we've never yeah. seen <laughs> that was, that um, was up there man we've <laughs> never we've never seen a major sports league in north america just get challenged before yeah, that's true. um so that that was and like it wasn't it wasn't well done but it's it seems like going into this next year like it's a legitimate challenge like there there are going to be some golfers who the only time we see them are in the majors because they're often the live on like yeah. a youtube stream somewhere tiger turned um, down how
1: much 7 million,
2: yeah. million? <laughs> like it's it, the the money they're throwing out is is unbelievable so i i just i i thought it was such a big story in that sport that i, I wanted to mention it here you mentioned the britney griner one that that transcended sports but to me the whole hockey Canada scandal where oh. like, as it came out, there were more layers to it. And it was um like, that there were these allegations and, Oh, it goes back to, to 2003. And by the way, some of the money that like parents are paying into has gone toward dealing with things like this. Like it was just like shitty layer on top of shitty layer on top of shitty layer. And it's not just this, this rec league somewhere down the way. It is the institution that runs the sport in this country like it, it, it's just it, it's mind-boggling to try to wrap your head around and some of the reporting on it has been phenomenal
1: uh, I'm gonna go with Hockey Canada too and you nailed everything you said there but I do to mention to um, uh, the reporter that passed away at Qatar passed away I say in heavy heavy quotations that for I wish it was longer time period unfortunately the game started going and we kind of forgot about it a little bit but Everything he was doing reporting was already a story and it's right showing up with an LGBT shirt and getting turned away and now the mysterious nature of everything that went around it kind of builds up to this whole negative side of guitar that, you know, Devin had talked about he had not wanted to do that. That was the unfortunate thing about this World Cup this year was as fun as it was, there was a, the worst taste in your mouth ever, you know, already with FIFA in the first place, but everything that went around with Qatar, not to mention that picture with Elon Musk and Donald Trump's idiot step in law uh, stepson picture with all the sheiks yesterday didn't help make you feel much better about the skeevy people that are around the event. So everything around Qatar and the reporter going, that was horrible. Hockey Canada is uh, obviously up there. Uh, a, a small, Uh, degree of story as adam silver maybe ruining the nba with all the stupid shit that he keeps on adding from the preseason tournament to these gi joe level awards that are named after like the that just make no sense for some of the naming outside of the mvp with jordan uh, and just not letting the nba just be the nba uh and then just kind of a a minute side that is going to be growing and we kind of talked about it before but The streaming side of professional sports right now, having sports is the biggest capital you can have on a network right now. If you have sports, you are king. We saw that from what that Cowboys Thanksgiving game did with the Giants. Unbelievable numbers. Numbers are coming in from Fox last night uh, from that World Cup. Fox had the privilege on a Sunday of going from maybe the greatest sporting event of all time in that World Cup right to a Jacksonville and Cowboys game. Jacksonville, maybe not as sexy of a name, but you have the Dallas Cowboys and that led to, The second wildest finish of that Sunday, the other one was the insanity of the Raiders and the Patriots game, which if we had biggest whoopsie of the year, maybe we would have given it to Jacoby Myers, but uh, a lot to go on, but the hockey Canada one just adds to another level that I, I can speak for myself and Devin that, has rooted me more and more away from the game of hockey watching the documentary like black ice and the the outer inclusion of a lot of minorities already takes me out of it a lot and you've heard a lot of people in that but then you see this and we had the uh, the chicago uh scandal with the chicago hockey team that scandal come up and now we're coming to the hockey canada thing and it's getting greasier and greasier and greasier and we're coming it came around world juniors i believe too, peter if i'm not mistaken in august and now we're coming back mm-hmm. to little juniors again and Dubay and I'm not saying Dubay's is, is one of the names. Um, but that's a local market player that we have here that's potentially associated with it. So that stuff, it just, it adds another layer to it and continually gets worse. Def?
0: Damn. Well said both of you, um, hockey in generals, if, if baseball's if baseball needs to change cause it's boring, hockey needs to change cause it's dangerous. Um, It's dangerous for fans. of The sport's dangerous in terms of the culture. Uh, Football needs to change because it is dangerous to the players and players' health. Um, Basketball seems to be in a great spot right now in
2: general.
0: Um, Biggest story of the year, I I do gracefully bow out of certain conversations for various reasons, but it'd have to be Qatar and FIFA doing shady FIFA things as usual, and then even to the point where uh you know north korea being considered as a viable option for them for to host one of the next games um and then just to yeah. touch on one of your points again uh grant wall was the journalist who passed away in qatar mm. um his autopsy revealed that he did have an aneurysm uh which is a big silent killer so as much as i don't like FIFA, i don't want i don't you know i, I would love to talk about the inequities and inequalities that they've faced um I don't wanna get into like
1: is cons- conspiracy is is it a
0: conspir- is it a conspiracy yeah. that because yeah. he wore a shirt he's gonna die?
1: Well it comes down uh, to his brother saying, you know, there's death threats and all that stuff. So I, I agree with well, that. The I'm sure that I'm sure there absolutely things, yeah. are.
0: But that being said, uh, you know, living with a healthcare professional, aneurysms, embolisms, things that burst in your body are literally a dime a dozen. You can't tell yeah. until it happens. So uh, it's unfortunate we lost somebody who's basically the woge of of soccer uh yeah. but uh the 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 controversy surrounding the world cup in general was too big to embark for me yeah
2: yeah it was really so awkward. they all sucked is what we were getting at <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah they all sucked uh but i mean on, on just the kind of end on a positive note because i don't want to, uh, <laughs> what's uh, our happiest
0: moment <laughs> of the year
1: yeah we, we should do we should do happiest most of the time we do that i, I would say just kind of where i started it was fantastic to see fans back in the arena fans, you know, being safe, uh, getting to, you know, getting to, you know, getting to watch the world cup and getting to see these countries embrace rather be my England fans watching Harry Kane shoot a ball to the moon or getting to watch fans in Los Angeles, getting to see the Rams win in person or getting to see Colorado finally break the mold after all these years of getting so close and getting to that level or, you know, with Houston getting to win their championship or with golden state fans getting to see what, uh, what they wanted uh, just to get to have that adulation from fans. Even if something is crazy as the Chandler Jones play yesterday and they get to see all the Vegas fans go crazy about that uh, and, and having a March madness where you've got to have all the fans of all the teams and have that atmosphere again, because when we had this non-atmosphere, it really did deter what the events were like. Even, something disappointing for us as Blue Jays fans, Peter. And when they had that 8-1 lead and the elation that you could hear in uh, Roger Center to, you know, them falling down and then blowing that lead. Uh, and then just, you know, the social media interaction is as controversial as social media seems to be now and specifically one platform. Uh, you got to see the, the highs of it yesterday of the jokes and the fun interacting when something
2: is so good as the World Cup was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are definitely going into – uh a different time in 2023 when it comes to to what social media means and like you said how we're consuming this with with all the different streams um and all the different like not only just the different streaming platforms but different streams of one game right like you have sorry um like you have the amazon thing where like they have 45 different streams of a shitty Thursday night football game um like you you just have so many different ways of consuming all of this stuff it really feels like we're going to uncharted territory. And so it's exciting. It's a little strange, but I'm I'm hoping that it's all going to be for the best.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I give a shout out to the Unsung Heroes too that we can talk about, like the officials and the vendors and all those people that get to work the event that during COVID, maybe not the officials as much, but I think the officials get a little bit too much hard work uh, knocked down on them whenever, they, whenever there's a bad game. The officials are the number one punching bag any single time but the vendors and all those people that were out of jobs for a little bit and some of the teams gave back and some of them didn't and i'm glad to see them getting back and getting to be in the position where they can work for a living mm-hmm. yep amen to that dev any last thing to say
0: i think the greatest sports moment of the year other than lionel messi doing his thing was when brett goldstein was on sesame street <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: That's pretty we, good. He, 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 there, was a word that, there was a word that started with the letter F that we all wanted him to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully hopefully, there's a leak, you know, five years down the line of where it did happen. But okay. uh, it's, it's nice seeing Roy Kent uh, hang out with the
1: Muppets. Well, we head into 2023, and I would say, dare, we don't know who any of the major, fa- like anyone, there's no overwhelming favorite for any of the sports right now to win any of the championships. And we have a Women's World Cup coming up so if you did enjoy the world cup there's a lot more great action and if you're canadian remember your team is one of the favorites to win it even if i i, I don't believe st Clair is going to be part of that world cup team though
0: because she's uh, not i'm now, not right? sure yeah. she, She's 39 yeah
1: all right well thank you to peter thank you to Devin. until next time everyone cheers and enjoy